0: This is a uh this is a good lesson so you don't have to be uh a young parent to uh, benefit from this in fact uh this is a very good lesson uh for me in terms of um, you know speaking uh, edifying words uh, to to one another so it doesn't matter uh, what stage of life that you're in uh this is certainly applicable uh to everyone Especially to parents, and we'll talk about on how this uh, you know relates to parenting and your relationship uh, with your children and uh, the foundation that you're uh, building in, in their lives. And this uh, makes uh, um, this is uh, very important. So our key concept tonight is uh, godly parents choose their words wisely. So our words and our deeds uh, that we speak to our children, that we live before our children, um, they live very long lives. Um, everyone can hear if you're talking to somebody, even if somebody is, uh, you know, they're just kind of they're kind of in and out. Uh, maybe it's an older person um, that's uh, kind of coming in and out of consciousness. You know, they can still. I mean, when they're obviously conscious, they can still hear you. And um, it's that's always impressed me. I have a a good friend that was involved with hospice, and he told me that when he was working with his uh, patients that he would always um, read the Word of God to them. And he said, you know, Rich, he says, one thing, he says, they can always hear me. And he says, I can ask them to squeeze my hand. And so these are individuals at this stage of life. So it's even more um, indicative of our children who are have young minds and they're watching everything that we're doing. They're listening to every word that we're saying. And when we say something to them, it registers with them and they don't forget it. Um, so that's my first point is, is that our words and our deeds live long lives. And that's one thing that as parents, we need to understand. Now, again, our children are very forgiving, but we need to really take this seriously that, um, there is an experience of our words and our deeds that builds up into our children's lives. And we'll talk here in just a minute on, on the impact that it can have. So. Uh, it's going to have an impact on our children. Uh, whether it's good or bad, we're building a foundation that will guide them in life. And, uh, whatever they're learning for, from us, um, whatever they remember from us, whatever is registering will be our legacy that we, that will, uh, be, in, that will impact our lives. So, uh whatever they remember will be the legacy that we leave for their lives so we need to take this very seriously in terms of the words we speak to our children and also the deeds that we live uh before them and we've talked about this in the past that uh even though if you're not proactive in something your children are still watching you they're still watching how you live your life you know and uh so it's very important that we keep that um um, in the forefront of our thinking, that our children are very impressionable and they're always watching us and they're always listening to us. So we want to make sh- make our words count. Um, and a couple of ways we want to make our words count is the first one is uh, for training. And if you read the material in the book, um, the author said using signature phrases of speech or sayings is very important. And uh so they had different uh um, things that they would tell their children, like uh finish strong or uh do what you have to do and do it first. Um and then the four store uh rules that they had was no begging, no touching, no whining, no laying on the floor, and staying close to mom, uh one arm length away. And what makes these effective is is that. Repetition trains the minds of our children. So, if you're constantly repeating the same important um, phrases that you want to communicate to your kids, after a while, the they start to catch on. Okay, so they know when they go to the store what the five rules are. So you've already so when you're going to the store, you're already preparing them okay, we're going to the store now, so let's, you know, remember the five rules and then repeating it to them. And another thing that this does, another benefit is it creates consistency. So, um, again, the repetition trains our mind, but also there's a consistent way that you're training your children as well, and that has a big impact on your kids. And I will tell you that I know with with Tracy, she did a very good job with this with our kids. So they were prepared for certain situations. Or, you know, if something was important, you know, she was on them to get it completed right away. So, again, we're, we're creating patterns of living uh, in their lives um, in being able to use these phrases or sayings, whatever um, – <clears throat> that you establish with your children, it's very important, and it's an excellent way to uh, to teach your, your kids. Also making our, our words count is not to be emotionally driven uh, with our words. And uh, fathers, um, you know, when, whenever we're frustrated, uh, we tend to avoid or neglect our family. We just kind of withdraw from our family. And really, I, I believe this goes back to even Genesis three with uh, Adam with Eve, is that um, that uh, Adam was passive, and and I've seen this with working with men through the years, is that we're we're passive when it comes to spiritual matters, uh, we're we're passive when it comes to family matters as well, and the author brought this out that when we become frustrated, we tend to avoid and we try to neglect. You know, maybe we go out in the garage and uh, tinker around, or we go to our hobby because we don't want to think about something unpleasant. You know, maybe there's some uh, friction there with the family, or something that needs to be dealt with, but we're avoiding that. So uh, that is how emotion will will drive us. So we need to be aware of that. That we tend to be passive. We we, we tend to withdraw and that we need to make sure that we recognize that when we're doing it so that we can address things the way that we need to. Uh, mothers, um, when they are emotionally driven, they uh, tend to raise their voices. And uh, Betsy, the author, she had mentioned that uh, uh, she does that. Uh, her husband had mentioned that to her, and that was something that she certainly uh, worked on through the years so that she wouldn't raise her voice. So we'll talk I've got some uh, good verses here at the end that I'd like to give uh, both uh, the fathers and the mothers uh, to kind of really try to memorize, to be honest with you, and we'll talk a little bit more about those. But um, Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So certainly that that needs to be that uh, passage right there is something that needs to be able to motivate us is that when we're talking with our children that it's something that we're looking to build them up and then it will benefit them because they're listening to us and it will benefit them. So we need to make sure that we keep that in mind when we're frustrated. We all get frustrated and uh, kids can be very frustrating even though we love them with all of our hearts so we can you know, would do anything for them, they can be very frustrating. And then if you get, you know, a few of them, two or three of them at uh, one time, uh, you know, that can push anybody over the edge, certainly mothers. And the mothers have the most time with the children. They have the most uh, time for nurturing and training and all that. So uh, those times can be uh, very frustrating. But uh, also edification is the building up of the person in the Lord. So we need need to remember that that you know we're training our children, that uh, that we're to to edify them. We want to build them up uh, in the Lord, and so we need to remember that. So again, it's very easy to be to get off balance because of the emotion that we're experiencing at that particular time. Uh, if you read the book. Uh, there was an example of a mother who wanted to have a great day with her children. She was going to go over to a friend's house and play with their kids, and it did not go well at all. And then on the way home, uh, she must have, you know, hit her phone or whatever, so it dialed her friend because she ended up leaving early because her kids were not uh, behaving. And then on the way home, she was just, for like seven straight minutes, she was just really screaming at her kids, uh, saying very unkind things, belittling them. And this other mother heard the whole conversation. So when she got home, she got a call from this mother just asking her, hey, is everything okay? Um, I just I couldn't imagine having something like that happen where, you know, you were acting in this manner towards your children saying all these very hurtful things and then having somebody listen to that conversation. So, again, we need to be very, very careful um, when it comes to uh, our emotions getting the best of us and certainly anger. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes here regarding our our anger. But um, the book gave five examples of some um, um, using our words to edify in our speech with our children. So I've got three of them. I'll just kind of run uh, through these uh, fairly quick. But uh, certainly using uh, wholesome words, uh, choosing our words wisely, um, and certainly conveying an attitude of love and understanding. And sometimes we have to uh, correct or rebuke our children, but still our words are uh, carefully chosen and they're given firmly in love. Uh, This is something that takes practice uh, because that's a very difficult situation. Again, loving somebody is is putting their best interest um, at heart uh, in dealing with them. So uh, even though we're frustrated with our children um, and maybe they need to be rebuked or or, uh, corrected or disciplined, uh, we need to keep in mind of what we're trying to accomplish here. We're trying to train our children, so that still means that we need to choose our words wisely, and we still need to be able to convey this in a way that would convey love uh, to our children. Certainly, uh, with using wholesome words that we're, we should never belittle or tear or uh, tear down uh, verbally our children. Um, certainly, this would. Um, uh, uh Create um, a poor self-esteem in our children, um, and our children do. And again, I, we we talk negatively about self-esteem because we're we're sinners, we're prideful. But I just want to make this point: is that our children will get their self-worth um, largely from their parents, and so that's why um, um, speaking to our children in in a loving manner. Um, Even when we're disciplining them, but letting them know that that their their best interest uh, we have at heart, and we're trying to uh, to train them. Um, Another way that we can use um, unwholesome words is to use angry words or sarcastic ones. And once uh, where I had to kind of learn a little bit was that I'd like to uh, you know joke around with our kids or. Maybe I would joke around with Tracy, and I really had to learn kind of the hard way <laughs> that this was going over like a lead balloon. So um, I, I need – mom and dad, you just need to realize that your kids look up to you. And when you deal with them in a flipping manner, you're sarcastic with them, maybe you're joking around. I, you know, it's fine to, you know, have some – you know, joke around with them in a, in a, in a light way every so often. But if there's a constant uh pattern here with your children, that will do damage. And certainly angry words will create a lot of damage. And we'll look at a real key verse here uh, coming up. But a couple of verses uh for these. Um for anger certainly is uh Colossians three eight. It says but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. So certainly we need to be able to address uh, any type of anger, any type of rage. Certainly what this young mother went through with this telephone call, uh, that was anger and that was rage. And, um, you know, once you open yourself up to anger, it really does suppress any type of, like, common sense that you would have in a particular uh, instance, and you will definitely overreact. So you need to be very careful. And then certainly with sarcastic ones, um, Proverbs 26, 18 and 19, it's like a manic uh, shooting flaming arrows of of death is one who deceives their neighbor and says, I was only joking. Uh, So again, being sarcastic can create uh, great damage and we need to be very careful of that. A second one that I uh, use for uh, words to edify is having a righteous purpose uh, to our words. And certainly we want to be able to accomplish the ends that uh, the Lord would have for us with entrusting uh, our children to us. But it, it, I will tell you that it takes a lifetime of diligence to thoughtfully and select righteous words um, all the time. I mean, it, it takes work. I mean, it, it can't just be, um, you know, just whatever words come to, you know, top of my head. I mean, you really need to think about on how we communicate to our kids. And it can, it does take a lifetime. Um, we we always need to be working on that, no matter who we're dealing with. A good verse, uh, is uh, Proverbs uh, 17 6. It says, Grandchildren are the crown of the elderly. And the pride of children is their fathers, and this I believe is the reward of a long life of uh, godly influence um, that uh, generates uh, love and respect between a father and his children, and then eventually as a grandfather with his grandchildren. And again, that's that's the goal there. But it takes it takes a lifetime to be able to achieve this. This is this isn't a sprint. Uh, this is a marathon, and it, and it will take time. Uh, but with God's grace and uh, with his strength, uh, you can certainly accomplish this. And then also uh, building up our um, uh, children in the ward. And I think some key areas where we can uh, uh, build our children up is to encourage our children um, to do difficult things uh, for the Lord. So do difficult things. Uh, go beyond what is required, uh, live a life of, uh, excellence, uh, to the Lord. I think of Colossians 3, uh, 23 where, um, uh, whatever we do, work heartily as unto the Lord. And, uh, this is a key, uh, verse here in principle that uh, we need to instill in our children that, uh, to be able to, uh, you know, to be able to accomplish, uh, difficult things in life and to go, uh, uh, Above and beyond of what, what's required because again, we're, we're doing this unto the Lord. And this is another thing that uh, Tracy was able to do uh, very successfully with our kids because both of our kids, uh, Jessica, she was, um, uh, she was a little bit shy, maybe a little bit timid. Uh, Nicholas was as well. I mean, he, uh, he didn't want to stick his neck out uh, too far. Um, so, the, you know, different things that she would do to encourage them to go beyond their comfort zone. Uh, certainly, when we uh, planted the uh, church, uh, Jessica was the only one in the uh, youth group. So we had to really encourage her to go beyond her comfort zone to be able to meet young uh, people that were coming into the church and to befriend, befriend, befriend them. And uh, certainly, she had to get out of her comfort zone to be able to do that. We had to do the same with uh, Nick. But also another area that we can uh, build our children, our, our children up is to be able to uh, share the gospel uh, with their friends. And uh, this is key because this will be um, um, a lifelong pursuit of uh, sharing the gospel um, with those that we meet uh, throughout life. And, uh, you know, that starts early in life. And so do not be afraid to encourage your, your children in these areas and just kind of maybe walk through, hey, this is, you know what you'd say, and you know if they don't listen to you, that um, you know uh, you were obedient to the uh, to the Great Commission because you opened your mouth, you shared the gospel, and you did your part. And then it's up to uh, the Holy Spirit really to regenerate the, that individual. So, being able to really encourage your child in the Lord, and this this gets them involved because in His service. For a lifetime of service, and it really starts when they're young. And generally, even with just about anything, if you um, you start these um, things in their life when they're young, um, they will start to uh, they'll have plenty of time to to practice and master it uh, as they get older. And certainly, this is something that these are habits that'll stick with them for the rest of, our, of their lives. But I put together some verses, and we'll we'll try to get these to you because I have some verses here um, for dads. I got a couple of verses for dads, and I've got some for for mom and dad, uh, you know, regarding uh, 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 you know displaying anger to our, our children. But uh, for fathers, um, and we've gone through this this verse before. But I would highly recommend you to. Write these on index cards, maybe a 4 by 6 card, 3 by 5 card, and put them on your mirror in the morning. I mean, these two verses are absolutely key. If you can look at these even weekly and just try to work these verses out, it will make a huge difference for you as a father. The first one is, and we've talked about it in, in, in previous weeks, is Ephesians 6.4. It says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training, in the instruction of the Lord. So, fathers, it's very important you don't know, exasperate your children, that you discourage them in the words that you speak to them. And it's your responsibility uh, to train them and bring them up in the instruction of the Lord. I mean, that's a, that's a very uh, important goal for us as fathers uh, with the children that the Lord has entrusted to us. So certainly, if you can remember that, that is gonna um, uh be very positive for you as, as you develop your relationship with your kids throughout their lives. But then also, this this verse here is very key. Um, is Proverbs 1820. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So, what this verse is saying is the greatest good and harm is in the power of the tongue. And this will make a huge difference with your children um, in terms of like self and self-esteem, that they have uh, the confidence to be able that they can do something uh, for the Lord or they can accomplish their schoolwork, whatever it is. Um, if you encourage them, then you can lift them up. But conversely, if you use use your words unwisely it will create great harm with your children and i will tell you it will it will create great damage and really this is where wounds are created in the life of a young person and certainly they take it into adulthood and uh, joe's going through um uh, men's fraternity sorry about that Joe. <laughs> Joe's going through men's fraternity and the first part of uh, men's fraternity is is going through the wounds that a man suffers and has suffered in his life and it can take years. I mean I, I've seen guys that have been 70 years old trying to deal with some of the wounds that they've had in their lives. so it goes back a lot of it goes back to the relationship that you have with your parents and the words that they spoke to you. So very key, men, get those verses on three by five cards and get them on your mirrors and look at them every morning. I mean, it's really that important. And also I have some verses here for, for moms, and this is for dad as well, in terms of yelling. Um, and yelling is, is brought on by anger. And so I've got some good verses here on on that as well. Uh, James uh, 3, 6, in fact, if you read uh, James 3, 1 through 12, it talks a lot about taming the tongue. Uh, but James 3, 6 says, The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. I mean, these are very, very strong <laughs> words about the tongue. In anger in the destruction that it can uh, create. Um, Proverbs twenty nine eleven says, A fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise person holds it in. Again, it's having that discipline to be able to process that anger and, and, and use that energy for uh, encouraging your children and using the right words. Proverbs uh, 15, 1 a gentle anger turns away anger. A gentle answer turns away anger, but a harsh word stirs up wrath. Very important. Um, and I, I will tell you that <laughs> that gentle anger will turn away anger. I've seen it happen time and time again. I've had it happen to me where I've gotten angry at someone, and they gave me a gentle answer back, and I felt about this high. Um, so it it does work, and I've learned that from experience. But Ephesians four twenty six says, "Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger." I mean, we saw righteous anger by Jesus with the Pharisees and with the money changers in the church. Um, so there is righteous anger, and we need to be angry at uh, at sin. But we do need to make sure that we get into the habit of of. of not letting the sun go down on our anger, not letting that to, you know, dwell in our minds because we can become resentful and our sin nature will take over. So make sure that you're able to let go of that. Uh, but again, if you're angry at your children, you still need to sh- uh, show them love and uh, but deal directly with them, but you're still trying to ch- uh, train them. And uh, this verse here is... Uh, I really like this verse here regarding anger because I think it really puts it in context. Uh, James 19 through 20, says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. I mean, this displeases God when we treat anger in this manner. And again, Anger is very destructive. Um, I can just tell you, you, you lose um, your sense of, you know, reasonableness and, and common sense when you're angry. It just totally takes over your whole mind and your, and it can take over your whole body. So it's very dangerous. So we need to make sure that we catch ourselves uh, before we get into the yelling of our children. Um, and this is uh, very important. So I'll just close with Choose your words wisely. They can either give life or cause the greatest harm. That's it.